people are watching CBS, it would appear at least according to their earnings after the bell, a 4.3% rise in uh, second quarter advertising sales. The stock right now after hours trading about 0.4% rise. Uh, to talk with us more to dig through those earnings, we have Gita Raganathan, who is our technology and media analyst at Bloomberg Intelligence. So break this down for us. We have uh, advertising sales rising while the rest of the un- industry is seeing a pretty uh, underwhelming or, or dropping forecasts. Uh, is CBS bucking the trend here or, or uh, something, something else going on? Yeah. Um, so, you know, as you mentioned, yes, media um, ad results so far have been pretty uninspiring. And what's been more concerning is that the outlook has been fairly tepid as well. CBS seems to have bucked that trend on the surface. Uh, but let's remember that they mainly got that advertising boost from the broadcast of the NCAA um, championship games. They did not have that last year. So that really gave them a little bit of a bump. So it looks like on the surface of it, you know, ad results look good. But then if you dig a little deeper, um, it, you know, underlying trends still seem a little disconcerting. On a core ad trends uh, look like they were flat at best. So when when you look through these numbers, what do you think you know, they've got? You're, what you're basically saying it's not a it's not a simple comp. It's not year over year because they've got a new business in there that's so profitable for them. Um, why was that so much more profitable for them? You know, they didn't have the game, of course, but the expenses stay about the same. It's, it's going to be a pretty expensive event to put on. Um, right. So advertising trends, um, you know, are they've, they've, they've clearly been what, what CBS has been doing is it, it's actually one of the most exposed to advertising, but they've kind of tried to really diversify away from that. And in that process, they've increased their exposure to all of these other non-ad revenue streams, which are very high margin. So a great example of that is, you know, retransmission. And then what they've been really, um, you know, touting, which has been digital sales with, you know, over the top services. And if you look at those two line items, um, you know, the sales there have been, or the sales increases have been fairly spectacular. I mean, they reported something like about a 38% increase in affiliate and retransmission fees, and really all of that coming from, you know, their normal negotiations with the pay TV operators, as well as with all of these new skinny bundles in, you know, YouTube and Hulu and whatnot. So they're just making sure that they have great representation on all platforms and that the and that they're getting paid for it. Well, what about Showtime? How did Showtime do? So Showtime, um, again, so what they said today was um, they expect to actually cross over 4 million subscribers, and that's combined on both their Showtime and their CBS All Access OTT platforms by the end of the year. Uh, a big contributor to Showtime has been, you know, the telecast of Twin Peaks. Um, and with All Access, they really are hoping to get a boost with the Star Trek that, that uh, that's going to be exclusive on the online platform uh, sometime in September, as well as uh, they're also offering, you know, NFL content on their all-access platform. So, um, you know, the, definitely the the momentum in the digital part of the business seems to be fairly good. Um, the other the other big announcement from them was that they're actually planning to take this all-access um, content global. So uh, their first move is going to be into Canada. They, they seem to be like almost following a Netflix uh, type of, you know, playbook here, um, taking it there first, kind of seeing how it goes, and then expanding it to more territories I mean, across the globe. I haven't seen Twin Peaks. Have you seen Twin Peaks yet, Danny? I, I haven't seen the new Should version yet. Should I get yet. on that? Huh. Yeah, Keith, but have you seen it? I, I actually have not. But, uh, well, it sounds uh, like we all got to get on the board. Maybe <laughs> we can get someone else. Mark, can you finish the radio show so we can go watch Twin Peaks? Uh, Mark, uh, producer Mark Sinikowski is saying <laughs> thumbs up. Uh, well, so speaking of, so you said 
gains a lot from the NCAA finals. So I'm looking at the headlines coming out of uh, Les Moonves' call, and he said CBS is rolling out a 24-7 live streaming sports channel. That seems like an interesting tactic. I mean, kind of uh, rubbing up there against uh, ESPN, who is having its troubles of its own. I mean, how big of a part are our live sports for CBS? In, in other words, if we were to take that away, uh, could CB- CBS still uh, succeed with all these other uh, different ventures it's going into? I mean, CB- I mean, live sports is a, is, is a big part of the equation for CBS. So, you know, they have their NFL deal going up until uh, 2022. Um, they've locked in that, that deal and, and, they've, and they've, you know, they've, they've really tried to expand our coverage as much as possible. So, you know, they have the Thursday night games and whatnot. Um, and, um, you know, so live sports is, is big. That's been a big feature of their, um, you know, retransmission deals. Um, that's been a big selling point for them with their all access um and so um you know with the with the streaming they've also made great strides i would say um and i think the industry generally agrees that they've made pretty great strides very quickly in terms of streaming um and so this this live sports only goes to further strengthen that and if they're able to you know um succeed i mean that that only shows how um you know how fast they've been able to get onto this whole um digital bundle in in a, in a in a rapidly changing landscape. When I look at content licensing as a percentage of revenues, I'm just doing a quick math, uh, back of the envelope math, but it looks like it's gone from about 30% of revenues a year ago to 33% of revenues, not 32% of revenues. Uh, but it, it, the trend seems to be indicative of something. What am I seeing there? I mean, is that is that again about better negotiations with everyone that's picking up their their local affiliates? Yes, exactly, Corey. Um, so it's one thing is they're they're owning more and more of their content. So if you just heard Les Moonves right now on the call, he said 80% of their primetime schedule uh, in the fall is actually from their from their studio, from the CBS studios. And when they do that, when they own more and more of their content, what that means is that they're able to go out into the domestic marketplace, into the international marketplace, and license out that revenue. So that's kind of been um, their model. Um, they've, they've, they're really relying more um, um, in home uh, for you know their sister net, a sister studio for for all of the shows and that's kind of really bumping up that content licensing revenue. They're owning more and more of their schedule. Uh, Gita, just real quick, do you think we're going to see CBS Viacom merger talks start again soon? I think so. I think so. Um, I mean, we know that Viacom was going after a scripts in a pretty big way, but they lost out to Discovery. Um, I mean, the media results on the whole are, you know, not not in a great place. So I think it's going to be incumbent on these smaller cable network operators, especially like a Viacom, like an AMC, to go out. Um, and I think the Redstone family is going to go ahead and once again push for this merger. Wow. Uh, the, the old murders never seem to die. That seems to be the theme of the day with Sprint Team Mobile or Viacom CBS. Why not? Gita, uh, so great to have you as always. Gita Raghunathan, Bloomberg Intelligence Tech and Media Analyst on CBS. This is Bloomberg.